This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Inevitably, what happens is this. One person will stand up and then everybody else will stand. Throughout history, the power of change rests in the actions of one person. Our entire independence movement began with a man named James Otis Jr. A man who stood up, who as a government employee quit his job because he could not participate in the government overreach, violating the rights of the people. I mean, this is a recurring theme about the power of one person. It is astounding. Every period in history that involves monumental change, good or bad, has always begun with one person taking a stand. Every turn of event through history hinged upon a single person. For good or for bad, it always came down to a single individual. One man reaching out to others to educate, to inspire, to ignite them into action. If it had not been for James Otis Jr., one man standing up and saying, no more. Not only will I not participate, I will not comply. And I will teach others the power of noncompliance. As a right of the people, the power of one to reach many, to unite under the banner of liberty, to the securing of the rights of every individual today, tomorrow, and for posterity. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. I have been a scholar of the Constitution for many years. Spent 20 years in the Marine Corps and I gave my life and I still give my life to the Constitution of the United States, not to political or positional authority, but to the people of the United States, which is the Constitution. On this podcast, I'm going to present to you a video. It's called Noncompliance. You've got to watch this video. It will give you an understanding of what the Constitution is, why it was written the way it is, and why the people are not using the Constitution today to secure their liberties. That's how simple it is when it comes to your life and your ability to be who you are given by God with inalienable rights. This is the truth. And until every American gets told in their heart what the Constitution is and why we have it, this country is going to fall. We have to re-enlighten, re-ignite the spirit of America. 
within our education system today, now, starting now. And we have to take control of our local and state governments because the states are the ones, really are the ones with the power, not the federal government. But the states are bowing down to the federal government because they are not using the Constitution and doing their job. So I want to dedicate the podcast to tonight with for a great friend of mine. His name is Sebastian. He's a truck driver. I love all of you truck drivers out there. You work hard. You deliver. You make things happen. You make the economy go. You get people things that they need. So I hope if you're a truck driver and you're listening to this podcast that you share this with all your friends, all the truck drivers out there, so they can hear what the truth is and then they can pass on to their families and their friends how we can actually solve the problem and get America back to being America again. Donald Trump says, make America great. Donald Trump cannot make America great. If you think he can, forget it. He can't. He's one person. The only way that we can make America great is us, the people to stand up and be non-compliant, period, with the federal government. So we're going to start this off pretty simple. I'm going to explain to you what the Bill of Rights are, which is in the Constitution. The Bill of Rights, sometimes called a Declaration of Rights or a Charter of Rights, is a list of the most important rights to the citizens of a country. The purpose is to protect those rights against infringement from the public officials and private citizens. So we have a constitution that allows us to be protected from the government and from the public sector. Facebook, Amazon, Twizzler, all of those people. We have a right to say what we want to say when we say it, and they can't stop it. The only reason they're stopping it is because we're not using the constitution against these people. The 10th Amendment to the United States Constitution, a part of the Bill of Rights, which we talked about, was ratified on December 15th, 9th, or 1791. 1791. And this is how simple this one amendment in the Bill of Rights is stated. And it's not being used by the American citizens. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectfully or to the people within those states. We have the power. We're not using it. We're refusing to get off our butts and use that power that God give us to save this country. You're not going to vote your way out of this problem. Forget about the federal government. Forget about the people you vote. 
to go to that swamp. They're not going to change it. We have to do it from the ground up, from the community, from the county, from the districts, from the state. It's the only way to do it. Now, what is the battle that we're actually fighting in America? It's not necessarily the federal government per se. There's lots of problems up there. But here's what we're actually fighting. Infiltrated into this government is the Communist Party. And this is when it started. This is from peoplesworld.org if you want to go check it out. The founding of the Communist Party in America. None of us listening today was probably alive when this actually happened. The Communist Party of the United States was born in Chicago on September 1st, 1919. This is the commonly accepted date, although actually two communist parties came into being around that date. You had the Communist Labor Party on August 31st and the Communist Party on September 1st. The formation of the two parties marks the beginning of the Communist Party in the U.S., the party arose in two sections due to a split among the left-wing members and the old Socialist Party. 1919, folks, the communists didn't infiltrate China until the 1930s. They were here first. They were in America first. But in 1919, America was strong enough to fight these idiots. And that's why they didn't have the ability to take over the country. And that's why it's taken them over a hundred years to finally get to the point that they're infiltrated into the government. I would have done anything as a young teenager in high school and learned about this and learned about the evils of the Communist Party. And I guarantee you, many Americans wish they would have heard it too. Because we would continue to kill that evil that is happening today. So think about it. 1919. And I'm going to add this to it. You know about this Green Deal and all this stuff that these Democrats want to do today. Let's go back to 1933 through 1939. The New Deal was a series of programs, public works, financial reforms, and regulations enacted by Franklin D. Roosevelt. That's when it really started. That's when the communists started taking over the government during the New Deal. That's when the government started growing big. The federal government. Instead of the states taking care of themselves, they bowed down to this New Deal, and we haven't stopped since. Now the federal government has massive power over the states because the people in it will not stand up. So that intro video or intro clip that I played is part of this non-compliance movie, as they call it. 
And what I want to do is I want to continue to podcast, but I want you to listen to a few of these clips that come from this movie. But I actually would rather you watch the full movie. So we're going to talk about fighting for freedom is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for us to fight for freedom. And this lady tells you why. We got to get out of our comfort zone to save our nation. To take a great listen to this clip. It is human nature to look for a leader. It is human nature to stay where you're comfortable. We can't wait for uh, what is the group going to do when we get a hundred people, when we get a, when we get a thousand people together, boy, then we can do something. But sometimes. through a course of events, through a long train of usurpations, we have to become uncomfortable. Change will not happen without movement. And when we've been sedentary, when we've been comfortable for a very long time, movement is uncomfortable. We have been training our generations in the wrong information about government. We have been training them to be submissive and compliant to authority. We have forgotten that we the people are the rulers over government and we have allowed government to be the rulers over people. If we truly want that to change, we have to stop looking for leaders and start being them. I believe you're here today with us. You have sacrificed this period of your time today because you believe that America is worth fighting for. I believe that you're here today because you recognize on this level that it's going to take a certain amount of sacrifice. Unanimously, the groups that I speak to all believe, all know that our governments are out of control. Right, left, liberal, conservative. But everywhere I go, what do you think the most asked question I get is? How do we fix this? How do we fix it? How do we fix America? How do we go back to being America? Simple. You are an American, and you act like an American. You act like a patriot that loves your country and is worried and absolutely willing to take action. Take action to solve the problem called communism, called federal government. Doing something, sharing the podcast is being a patriot. Someone may not have heard what you're listening to. This may be what it takes for somebody to get off the couch, stop eating the bonbons, and do something. Run for office. The person that hears this podcast may someday... Run for mayor in your town. 
and run that communist son of a bitch out of the seat. This is how strong we must be. We must identify these people, these tyrants, and eliminate them. Get them out of power. And they'll fall by the wayside. But until we do that, you're going to wake up tomorrow and do whatever it is you do and not a damn thing is going to change. The states have all the power. There's a reason the states have the power according to the Constitution. Imagine a state in the United States being its separate sovereign country. That's how the Constitution was developed. The states is like a country and the federal government was supposed to be small to help protect the rights of the people so the states can run their state. So you got to take a great listen, a great listen to this next segment that the states have all the power. Look at what he says. No legislative act, therefore, contrary to the Constitution, can be valid. Say no. We are expecting the states to say no. Why? Because the states are separate and independent sovereigns. And sometimes they have to act like it. I'm sorry. I disagree. All the time you need to act like it. Your state governments are supposed to be the greatest opponent to the federal government, not their best friends, co-workers, and on the same payroll. You have to know your state constitution because that is the limit of your state and local authority. And your state constitutions are amazing. They actually do more to enumerate the security of your rights than the federal constitution does. Our state constitutions actually have specific language about the security of your inalienable rights that is not in the U.S. Bill of Rights. But we have been brainwashed. We've been tricked. We've been beguiled. We move from one presidential election to the next. We never leave a presidential campaign. As soon as one's elected, we're starting to elect the next one. The same with your House of Representatives, the same with your Senator. We are constantly and perpetually in a federal election mind with a singular purpose, to distract you from this. Because this is where your power rests. Legally, do you have more power over your county commissioner or your U.S. House rep? Your county commissioner. If you do not, it's not a legal authority. It's an abdication of yours. Do you have more legal authority 
over your state senator or your U.S. senator? Do you have more authority over your governor or the president of the United States? Do you have more authority over your sheriff or the U.S. Attorney General? You see, we have been distracted from where our real power lies. Your pursuit of happiness does not lie in who is elected president of the United States. Your pursuit of happiness, your natural rights and the security in them actually rests in who is your governor. Who is your county commissioner? Who is your sheriff? And because we've been distracted from this for so long, those who want the power have moved in, and you're seeing these state and local governments overtaken by Marxists, by socialists, by people who don't believe the Constitution as an ultimate authority in the security of your liberty. They don't even believe in your rights. Because we have been putting all our time and our money and our effort and our, and our resources in a federal black hole and ignoring where our power rests and our greatest protection rides. Because you see, we've just learned who is the higher power, the federal government or the states? The federal government can exercise no unconstitutional law unless your state allows them to do it. If you get control of your state and local government, you don't care what the federal government is doing because they will never be allowed to do it in your state unless it's consistent with the Constitution. How many of you agree that the federal government is actually following the Constitution? If you do, your head is in the sand for hundreds of years. The government has been building power. The federal government has been building power to take over this country and eliminate the states. That's tyranny. That's living in any other country but this one. Did you know no other country on the face of the globe has this type of government Republic in place. Nowhere on the planet. Which means millions of people want to come here. This is why the borders are flooded with these people. Not because some politician says, oh, come here, whatever. They know that when they get across there, they have hope. They have ability to raise a family and make a life where in other countries they do not. Why do they know that? Because their families, their families, their grandfathers, their grandmothers, their great-grandfathers have came to this country and they know and see what they have been able to do. Now, if the states have the power, then it has to be checked. And it can only be checked by you. And the next clip I'm going to play for you is a sheriff becomes political. The sheriff is one of the most powerful persons in your county. Look it up. They have lots of power to control and help 
society within their county. But the one I'm going to play for you is a sheriff that is standing on a podium being political and arrested a pastor, a minister for having church. The power of four words. We will not comply. If you had been told that in 2020, a pastor would be arrested in America for having church. Arrested by a sheriff for having church. This pastor stood in the pulpit and said, government doesn't own my church, it's under the head of Christ, and government cannot shut down my church. And this sheriff arrested him for it. This is Florida, by the way. I was a prosecutor in the state of Florida for nearly a decade. The law, pretended law, issued by the county, mind you, contrary to the Constitution of the state of Florida, on at least four counts, is a second-degree misdemeanor, punishable by $500 in fines or 60 days in the county jail. Now, a Florida pastor is under arrest after refusing to stop holding large services. T.J. Holmes has... In my experience as a prosecutor in the state of Florida, I have never seen a sheriff dispatch helicopters, dispatch out-of-county deputies, and hold a press conference to announce the arrest of someone accused of violating a second-degree misdemeanor. And yet this sheriff did all of that because it's political. It's not about your rights. It's not about your health. It's about politics. And this pastor said, I am not the subject of government. Government is the subject of me. And if you are violating the rights that have come to me by God, then you have null and voided your authority. Avoid and voided your authority. And this is what I say to them. You have no authority over me. God has the authority. You work for me. I pay your salary. And when you are outside of the Constitution of the United States, you have no more authority. That's how easy it is to understand what we must do. We must root out all of these people that think they have authority over us. They don't. We are the ones that determine our life. Good, bad, or different. Pandemic or not. We make a determination what we do. You cannot and will not put on us anything that you think we should do. 
We make that determination. We get the information. We get the data necessary to determine how we're going to live our life. And you will never force it on an American, a patriot in America. So the last clip I'm going to play for you is called Unlawful Authority. Take a great listen, a close listen to what she's talking about. Because it's the truth. You have the power. You have the ability. But you just got to do it. You got to enact it. You got to stand up to this authority. Or so-called authority. Which, by the way, is most of the time unconstitutional. Now you might be looking at me and saying, but Chris Ann, all these people went to jail. How is this to encourage us? Because if you don't go into it knowing what it's going to cost, you'll never have the courage to follow through. And if you don't know what it's worth, you'll never have the courage to stand to begin with. Life fortune, sacred honor, is what they pledged for us. Benjamin Franklin said, we'll hang separately or we'll hang together, but we'll surely hang. Whether that was metaphorically or literally, it still means the same thing. When the government can shut down your business, is that not hanging your family? When the government can impose unconstitutional uh, restrictions that violate the very core of your natural rights, is not that a metaphorical hanging of your rights? You see, we gotta understand, what is it worth? They're showing us what it was worth. Have we become too pacified in prosperity? too lazy in our luxury, too complacent and compliant in our comfort to realize that future generations are looking at a government that will be like Venezuela or Cuba or Russia. And that will fall on this generation. You see, it costs to have liberty, but it costs to maintain it. Can you imagine how different our civil rights movement would be today if we even had sheriffs back then that understood their duty? Miss Parks, this law that says you have to live and sit in the back of the bus is a violation of your rights. So here's what I'm gonna do. As someone who's taken an oath to secure your rights, you sit wherever you want on this bus and I will sit next to you and ensure the security of your life and your liberty and your property all the way home. Maybe we wouldn't have the race pimps that we have in politics today monetizing division and hate in America. So why do our constitutional officers believe that they have an obligation to blindly enforce a law and that that somehow will be excused? Samuel Adams said, no people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. 
But on the contrary, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. You did not lose your business because of ISIS or people crossing the border from Mexico. America's economy, property ownership, and liberty are in jeopardy because we are complying with unlawful authority. I grew up in the South, and I heard about Rosa Parks. Ah, you know, it didn't make any sense to me. Had nothing to do with me. It was back in the 60s when they had, you know, these people uprising. You know, maybe they're just, you know, maybe they're pissed off about something or just having a hard time or got to struggle through life or something. So I didn't care about it. Played my football games in high school and dated my girlfriends and joined the Marine Corps, got married to a great lady, raised a family, Thought didn't think any about any of that stuff. Here was a lady that knew the truth. She said, I will not comply. I will sit on the front of the bus. If she was still alive today, I would do everything to go see this great patriot. This great individual that said, I will not comply. We got to stand up, people. We got to stand up. We got to show up. And we got to speak up. We got to do whatever it takes something little, something big. But it's got to be consistent. And there got to be millions, millions of us as patriots to do it. Become Rosa Parks. Do not comply. And eventually, this evil will be defeated. And our country will be represented again by the people. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you, Sebastian, for giving me the The patriotism from such a young individual in this world. It gives me hope and understanding that we can bring America back to the country that God created. This is the Gunny out.